0: But Thomas, who was carefully regarding her, his mouth slightly pursed, a long pen of some sort dangling from his fingers like a plastic cigarette. It's apparently been kicking around for a while, at least since the 20s, he said. It surfaced recently at the Millennium Club up on 49th Street. Their librarians spotted it in an old bookcase sandwiched between the usual stuff. The 2020s? Sierra asked. Thomas smiled. Well... Could have been the 1920s, as far as the club goes. It was founded in the 1870s, but the librarian is sure it wasn't there before 2023. That was the last time they did a thorough inventory of their holdings, and the preface says something about carbon dating the original. So it's not an obvious forgery. Otherwise, you wouldn't be showing it to me, right? Thomas nodded. So far, it looks damn good. Sierra looked back down at the document. It was ancient Greek on the left side, English translation on the right. That was the logical assumption, that Greek was the original and English the translation, not the other way around. Not only because the Greek was ancient, but also because the words in front of her were apparently a fragment of a platonic dialogue featuring his mentor, Socrates. I've never seen this before, Sierra said. Thomas nodded again. Apparently, neither is most of the rest of the world. Sierra stepped out of the hot shower, slipped into her terrycloth robe, and cuddled up with a spiced tea and the new Socratic dialogue on her sofa. It had no title, no translator listed, but it read a lot like Benjamin Jowett, the great Oxford Victorian who had rendered so much of Plato into English. She had read it at least five times already. The first page contained a preface, signed only Ed, which was almost certainly short for Editor, not Edward, Edwin, or Edmund. The following is a translation of a manuscript, self-identified as written by Plato. Carbon-14 dating, enhanced mode, situates the papyrus and the ink upon it as approximately 400 CE, the date of this manuscript's creation, not the date of the original writing, which, if Plato was indeed its author, would be much earlier. The manuscript was unearthed in excavations near Alexandria, Egypt, in the first decade of the 21st century. Sierra pressed her face against the warm teacup and her back and neck into the sofa. It wrapped around her, felt so good, so comforting, and. No, it was still on sleep mode from last night, and Sierra didn't want to feel quite so relaxed right now. She ran her hand on the side and flicked the read control. The contour subtly adjusted. She felt energized, strong. She turned the page. Socrates. What time is it? Andros. The dawn broke a little while ago. Socrates, I must have been dozing. I did not see you enter. Andros, you were indeed dozing when I arrived. Socrates, you have come to take me to my destiny? I am more than willing, but I thought I would be allowed another day or two. Andros, I am here to take you to your destiny, if indeed you are willing. Socrates, I just said that I was. I may criticize the state, but I do not presume to place myself above it. Andros, the destiny I am here to offer you may be different from the one you suppose. Different? I would never accept a life that prevented me from praising good and denouncing evil, and placing myself beyond the state would put me in just such a compromised position. Yet you would accept death, and via hands you know are unjust? Ah, so you are indeed here to try to persuade me against death. This is the destiny you wish me to avoid? Yes. You are not the first suitor to make that proposition. I know. Such a proposition obviously has much to commend it, yes. But I would tell you what I tell all such noble souls. Attractive as such a proposition is to me, I cannot accept it. For such would entail my commission of an evil at least as great as that of those who wish to end my life. It would say that I was lying when previously I maintained that criticism of the state, to be taken seriously required an ultimate acceptance of the authority of the state, flawed as it may be. My fleeing now, evading this authority, would make all of that a lie. Suppose I were to tell you that you could leave this prison and live without flouting the authority of the state. I would say you were dreaming, and you are wrong to tempt an old man with an impossible dream. How could I possibly leave here and not show contempt for the decision of the state that I must die here? What if your body did die here, but you did not. You mean my soul would live, but my material essence would die? There are those who claim that the two, soul and body, are inseparable. And when one dies, so must the other. Do you deny that? I mean to say, your material essence and your soul would be saved and would live, and another material essence of you would die here absent any spirit. How could that be? Are you suggesting my soul will inhabit another body? No. I am saying both bodies, the one with your soul, the other without, would be yours. As far as I know, my material body is unique. There is but one of me, not two. Have you ever seen twins? Yes, they do seem to have the same physical body at birth, I grant you. Are you willing to tell me there is a twin of me whom I do not know of? Even so, by this age, my age, we would likely not look exactly the same. The world wears our bodies in different ways. No, as far as I know... Your mother did not bear you and a twin. But are you seeing where this may lead? No, I am not. For even if I had a twin, and even if he were willing to trade places with me here at this late hour, and die in my stead when the ship from Delos arrives, it would not be right for me to allow that to happen. It would be an unspeakable act of cowardice for me, an act of evil upon the body and soul of my brother. That would be far worse than the evil of my simply escaping. Yes, it certainly would be. But what if it were only his body that was left in your place? And what if he were not truly your brother, not born of your mother? And what if he were not truly alive? Just a perfect copy of your body in every way but one. What if it had no soul? It would then not be truly intelligent, not fully alive. Leaving aside for a moment the impossibility of what you are proposing, where would you take me? Somewhere close to Ithaca and Syracuse. But those places are not close to one another. How can a third place, your destination, be close to both? In my world, they are close. Yet you are in my world, where Ithaca and Syracuse are not close. Yes. In what manner is your world different from mine, that Ithaca and Syracuse are close in yours? My world is the future. Are you saying your city is more advanced in the crafts of transport than this one, and you possess there a new means of conveyance, some swift ship which permits rapid travel between Ithaca and Syracuse, and that is why you contend they are close? There are new means of transport in my world, but they are not the most profound reason why I say the two cities are close. Cities? Ithaca is an island, not a city. Yes, in this world, your world... Your time. Your time is different from mine, different from this time, and that is what you meant when you said your world is the future? Yes. You claim to have traveled here from the future? Forgive me. I appreciate your visit at this very late hour, but only a god or a liar would make such a claim, and my fellow Athenians who have sentenced me would be happy to tell you what I think of the gods. I assure you, I am neither god nor liar traveling from one age to another cannot be the same as traveling from one place to another in the same time i think the two time and space are very different that is true i do not understand how such travel across time could be possible could we return to that question later and consider now how i might help you were such travel possible you wish to proceed on the basis of an impossible premise I suppose such a conversation is preferable to thinking about the hemlock. My point precisely. Is your world, then, the same as this world, except that your world is in the future? I would say so, generally, yes. Then, if that is true, you would know that I have indeed died, that I will die in the next few days, for that truly is what I intend to do. We know in my world that a body identified as Socrates indeed died after consuming hemlock. I am here to convince you that the body need not be yours. So far, although I can only be grateful for your ingenuity and good intentions, I cannot say that I am persuaded. May I continue my attempt? If you wish. Let us look again, then, at the nature of souls and life, and examine, if you will, the nature of copies. Do you agree that a statue could be made of you, of such precise resemblance that it could be mistaken for you when viewed at a distance? Yes, I have seen such statues of others. When painted with colors of proper hue, they can quite easily be mistaken for the human being whose image they embody, especially when viewed in dim lighting, in twilight or pre-dawn hours, or, as you say, at a distance. Good. Do you think it possible, then, that such a statue...